an instrumental part of Agora Worldwide. Agora Worldwide. Agora Worldwide. Counter economics. Agorist strip. Black market click. Move a quick flip. Can't regulate this. Agorist strip. Black market click. Move a quick flip. Can't regulate this. Agorist. This is the Agoras Nexus Podcast. I'm Brandon. I've got my great co-host, Dag. How you doing, Dag? I'm doing great, man. I've had a great week. How you doing? Yeah, same, same. This episode should be great. Uh, super casual. I think me and Dag kind of needed that after a while. So. <laughs> I'm going to do so many end games. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, we have a, uh, a special returning guest with us tonight. Uh, Gonzo, how you doing, man? I am absolutely fantastic. How are you, gentlemen? Well, we already covered that, didn't yep. we? <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Well, um, well, before we jump into it, let's go ahead and big shout out to Presearch, uh, our sponsors for the show. Decentralized search engine, no spying, no censorship, cool crypto coin program, um, really neat project. Yeah, absolutely. Seamlessly change between search engines and, um, and yeah, uh, tokenize your, your advertisement. Um, yeah, with that said, uh, what's up, Gonzo? Uh, Want to get into some uh, 3D printing and uh, some Chuck Schumer, but I'll, I'll, let, uh, I'll let Dag take it away here. Chuck, yeah. Chuck um, Schumer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, uh, since COVID is, I mean, not quite winding down, but, you know, since Trump isn't in office anymore, they have to bring back uh, the gun thing. Um, a couple convenient mass shootings, right? Uh, mm-hmm. so um anyhow i had this uh this letter that he sent to the atf that uh, i think it's kind of funny that i wanted to uh to read some parts here to y'all and we could make fun of it together um Love but it. basically he's he's mad because the feds don't do good enough a uh, job of keeping track of how many ghost guns they find like i guess there's no big database for that kind of stuff and or are they not serialized what do you <laughs> think? apparently they are not <laughs> um, <laughs> what the fuck well, you know, that brings me to a point, though, that's why the fuck is that really like why is serialization of guns really? So it's not like it's not like the serial numbers on the fucking bullet that it fires. Right. And I don't want to give them ideas. I know that's already been pitched, but like micro, you know, like you, and shit. Yeah. Like you have to have the gun, like you have to have the murder weapon. Right. Um, for like the case anyhow. So what's the fucking difference? Uh, but I don't know whatever they want to do but um but anyhow yeah upset about the uh the ghost gun kits 80 percent kits etc um because you know just anybody can buy them and and build them which of course we'll get into but people can do that with <laughs> with just shit you can get at home depot too uh but yeah. um but there's this uh letter uh 2019 attorney general trish james sent a cease and desist letter to companies behind a number of websites selling incomplete Weaponry pieces, ghost gun kits to New Yorkers that could be easily assembled into illegal assault weapons. In July 2020, Attorney General James announced that all companies behind the sale of these firearms or firearms components had complied with their cease and desist letters and ended the sale of these weapons to New Yorkers. So that, just like so many other things on here, is just like, well, then what's the point of all this? It sounds like the state had an issue and the manufacturers complied so, like, what are they even bitching about, right? Oh, they've got a, they've got a, 
they've got to make everybody squeal and get the attention on it. You know, it, it they could have solved that with a simple letter to the company, like, hey, uh, I know you're shipping shit to my state, and um, don't fucking do that, or we'll do this. But instead, they just escalate as you know authority tends to do and you know take it to the highest level possible when they could have just fucking asked nicely i I know that that's like an alien fucking concept and you know there's a good chance they could have been told to fuck off because if you choose to read the constitution it's pretty clear you know it's it's pretty clear shall not be infringed i think it's worth toilet paper but this is the rules they're operating on allegedly well, yeah, and, and exactly. And if, uh, and you know, if states, you know, again, like if New York wants to be New York, like, you know, I can still bitch about statism, but I don't really have to care much. I don't have to live there, you know? No, balkanize, baby. Let's yeah. fucking do this. Yeah. Um, and that's something, even when I was young, like, I really, I was like, man, like, this country is just like too fucking big to have like one government. You know, of course, I prefer none, but you know, when people say, if you don't like it, leave, like, well, if we had 50 different governments, like, you know, in this country, like, it'd be a better argument, right? It's like, well, okay, I can, you know, move over a couple states and find, you know, a community or a uh, culture or whatever that I fit in with. Oh, there's that. And there's, what if, you know, I mean, I live in an absolute shithole (laughs) of this country. I live in Northeast Ohio. It's a dead steel town that's surrounded by other dead steel towns between Pittsburgh and Cleveland. So fuck my whole life. But, I don't have to like the government. This is where I'm from. And I don't, Mm -hmm. if I want to leave, I will, Mm -hmm. you know, don't just tell me on the internet. Oh, you know, if you don't like it, fucking leave, come to my hood and fucking tell me that it's just people. That's, that's what I've come to realize with, with in the last year of looking at it, it's, it's just everybody talking. There's, there's small you know, limited hangouts and false flags and shit going on to, to move the narrative, but it's really just a lot of fucking talk. I don't, I, there, the, I guess the point I'm trying to make is I think that there's a lot of gauging going on. I think that we're being watched more than we realize for our reactions. Mm -hmm. I think they're trying to learn something here. Yeah, I think I think you might be right. I mean, they do that a lot. They do that quite a bit. I think um, I think they wanted to see what was happening with uh, was it North Carolina a year ago where they had that um, that huge protest. Right, and you know, if you consider the fact that I mean, if you really want to get conspiratorial about it, you spend a lot of time staring into your your phone, and there's a camera just looking at your face, and they. I'm sure can, you know, record and analyze and look at emotions. And there, there is a whole new facet to the propaganda machine that they really didn't have access to before a decade ago, you know, and we'd be, we'd be terribly naive to think that they weren't using every tool that is available to them. I think there's a lot of information gathering going on is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, I heard, and I don't know if it's true, obviously, but yeah, that like that ba- basically Facebook, you know, was a 
like a CIA thing. And it's just like, how can we categorize people? You know, and oh, it's like, oh, let's yeah. give them this platform where they like things or dislike things, you know? <laughs> so this motherfucker comes out of Harvard. And I believe it was uh, Thomas Sowell that said that, you know, every time there's a fucking tragedy, there's a man from Harvard behind it or, you know, there. Um. <laughs> the witch trials. I think it was a dude from Harvard who was like, who was like behind that shit. <laughs> yeah, right. it, it's they're always fucking there. That dude was not wrong. And so it starts there. It's seeded with CIA money. And it it like, remember how MySpace just died one day, kind of like Limp Biscuit. It just fucking disappeared. <laughs> and suddenly all there was was Facebook. I remember. Pepperidge Farm yeah. remembers. <laughs> that shit <laughs> happened, man. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you what I miss about MySpace was that you could put a song on there, right? Fuck so yeah. Someone go to your page and you have like theme music. Like that was the best, dude. Yeah, listen to my shitty music now. Yeah. <laughs> You're on my page, motherfucker. Yeah. It's MySpace, bitch. <laughs> and, and, and then there, there was the Facebook and it ruined fucking everything. Sorry. <laughs> I, I think I just realized that I, I, I had uh, appreciation for MySpace that I did not realize. It, it was simpler Maybe. times, man. I mean, we're yeah. running back, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and really, I mean, that was, I mean, fuck, I think I got a MySpace, like, it would have been like 15 years ago. Like, oh, that just God. seemed like, yeah. Yeah, we, we should have come so much further in 15 years, but, you know, it went from <laughs> something fun to a big spying apparatus. I guess, what can we expect? <laughs> And now we're hanging out like criminals on Keybase, thinking that we're safe, but we're not. That's I mean, yeah, probably too. just yeah, we're probably just spied on <laughs> by the Chinese. But I mean, pick pick yeah. your, pick your spies, right? Like I, me living more closely to the U.S., I'd rather uh, I'd rather be spied on by China. But um, China. China. <laughs> yeah, I had someone say that to me once. Like, oh, you don't want to use DuckDuckGo because the Chinese own it. And you know how they are with data. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Google and the U.S. government, they're totally cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they're, they're doing nothing nefarious at all. Yeah, yeah, nothing. Um, so what else did Chucky Chuck have to say? So there's um, a list of like other like crimes. Okay, here's a fun one. Like uh, the N- NYPD did not have data on the number of ghost gun seizures in the city, but a spokesman said the number of guns recovered during arrest spiked by 30% last year from 4,200 to 3,200 or to 4,200 from 3,200. So I'm left to ask, what the fuck is the point of that fact if it has absolutely nothing to do with ghost guns? And that's what right. we're talking about here. I they mean, no don't tell me. There. <laughs> yeah, don't tell me they're not sitting in a fucking evidence locker and you can't send a functionary down there to fucking count them. Yeah. No, that, that's just padding. It's bullshit. Yeah, there there are, I guess, some counties or something that keep track of it and say that, yes, there are more ghost guns. And there's been a couple cases in particular. So, like, there's one um, in Syracuse. A man shot his six-year-old nephew in the back using a ghost gun. And without any serial numbers or identifying information, authorities were unable to ter- determine the West, the weapon's history or its origin. It sounds like you have everything you need right there. Like somebody got shot with a gun. You have the gun. You have the situation. Who fucking cares? Um, I mean, yeah, that sucks. Like that a six-year-old got shot. Don't get me wrong, but um, yeah, obviously, yeah. But and then I one, mean, there's still one. evidence. Yeah, yeah, there's still evidence. Who cares? There's not a serial number. Like, oh, what's it been used for before? How would you know anyhow? You know, they, they don't leave the serial number at the scene of the crime typically when they take the gun. So, um, and then there's this one. Uh, 
Last summer, Nassau County law enforcement officials recovered 22 ghost guns, along with thousands of rounds of ammunition and narcotics and bomb-making equipment in a single Farmingdale, New York residence. The types of ghost guns seized include semi-automatic handguns, semi-automatic rifles, and an illegally modified fully automatic rifle. So again, plenty of other crimes being committed by things that are already illegal. Doesn't matter. Third hole. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Drill it in the third hole and not tell anyone about it. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's like like dating a fat girl. I'm just saying. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So anyhow, so what, uh, what, (laughs) wrap a book. God damn it. <laughs> Slap a bow on this thing. Uh, what does he want to do about it? And basically, um, so, okay, so basically, like, like, the issue that they have right now with, like, 80% lowers and everything is that at what point do you constitute it no longer enough like a firearm? You know, um, I mean, can you just say, uh, you know, a, a two by three by six inch block of aluminum, you know, is a firearm? You know, it can certainly be turned into one. So... Mm-hmm you know, that's kind of the issue they have. So basically he's trying to update some of that, um, a part of a firearm that is designated, intended or marketed to be used in an assembled operable firearm or two that without the expenditure of substantial time and effort can be converted for use in an assembled operable firearm. That's like the only fucking change he's asking for in all this fucking pandering bullshit, you know, in the rest of this letter is that's it, which of course is all subjective, you know, what can be considered, expenditure of substantial time and effort you know like add a, you gotta add a fourth hole to drill you know <laughs> like I don't right. know. It, it's just the same um, bullshit so here's here's the thing I'll, I'll bring us into 3d printing with this idea i went to uh trade school about a decade ago and i was me and my buddy were in the process of building a rep wrap now, a RepRap was an open source 3D printer before you could buy an Ender or before you could buy uh, Prussia, the guy who actually made the uh, Prussia 3D printers, Joseph Prussia, um, was part of the RepRap team. So I was going to school, A, to learn how to cut metal and take a 2 by 3 by 6 block of aluminum and turn it into whatever the fuck I want. But I also was learning about additive manufacturing and 3D printing. And that's the thing. They can't stop the signal to borrow somebody's slogan. Mm-hmm. They simply can't. Because if you do that, we'll find dot matrix printers. We will make 3D printers. The files are saved on millions of thumb drives. You can fuck right off. <laughs> exactly so it's like <laughs> why do i even have to care like, about this shit you know like and there is always something when they're like oh they're gonna make something illegal and it's always like there's that first like oh no that sucks but it's like eh. you know <laughs> people are still gonna do it you know they're just stretching themselves more and more thin and when when do you think the point is going to come when enough of us decide you know what fuck you and the interesting thing about your oppressors is they all have names and addresses that are publicly available and you could figure that out and you could coordinate and you could literally with enough people motivated properly take over your town. How long do you think before the sheep actually realize that? 
I don't know, man. It's a, you know, it's a tough one because you feel like it has to be like, like if it's just one town. Well, I don't know, man. That'd be a, that'd be a scene, you know. I live in a town of about thirty thousand, so yeah. I, we might have you know a couple hundred cops. Hmm. I mean, they, things things are a, different uh, when you're at work and there's a mob at your house. Yeah. Suddenly things get different. I don't know. I, I've had an oddly black pilled day. So, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it is shocking to me that stuff like you know, like the sixth, you know, whatever the fuck you want to call that. Um, that that was an op. Yeah. Um, like you're surprised that things like that just like haven't happened more. Right, like that, because that, that was pretty fucking lame, anyhow. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like, man, you have to be surprised that things like that haven't happened more, just, just cause, you know. And I guess there have been like isolated incidents, like in towns and stuff over the years. But, but I don't know, maybe not as much recently. But obviously, we're so much more connected. But yeah, it's a, uh, it's. I don't know. What What do you think? Like with this year, last year, I guess, with like twenty twenty, do you think that in general people are being more sheepish or do you think this is helping to bring more people out of it and no people are absolutely more sheepish but (laughs) there there is the it has radicalized the people that were going to get there anyways quicker is my opinion yeah i could probably jive with that and i have gotten to the point with a lot of people like after this last year it's like i'm not going to waste my my breath or my energy if if they haven't gotten it figured out by now, you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's disheartening to see how many people are, are just brain dead. And, and I, I used to be angry, like, because how can you not see the injustice? How can you just happily exist when, you know, it just takes a little bit of research to realize the atrocities our country commits, but yeah. you're just, you're just going to be cool because, well, it ain't happening in my backyard. That's what's next motherfuckers. That's what we're building up to, at least the way I see it. Yeah, because probably, yeah, they're only going one direction. So, you know, if you looked at life in, in, 1999 2000 it was completely different than it is now like completely yeah and there has been a steady progression and you know the the ratchet effect and there hasn't been any loosening up we've had papers please citizens and getting felt up at the airport for 20 years it's never gone away it never will go away man it was There's- nice flying pre 9-11 that's for sure I, yeah and just think how many people can say that they did there's grown ass adults that can like fucking drink that will never know that if kids today watch a romantic comedy from the 90s they'll never understand the scene at the end where they run to the gate at the airport you know to try to catch them before they get on the plane they're like you can't do that you have to go through security. Yeah, you, you, yes. you would have been tackled <laughs> yeah wait a minute what's happening shit. And what are those two buildings on the skyline? I don't recognize those. <laughs> so you guys know how quick the new normal became a phrase? 
dude, that one hit me the first time I heard it, like a ton of bricks, dude. I heard them say that on the news, and I was like, wait a oh, minute. Yeah. And they said it a second time the same night, and I'm like, okay, hold the fucking phone. You know, and then it was just the next day everywhere. Yeah. yeah. What? It's coming from everywhere. Every different country, every different uh-huh. political person, it was coming that everyone was saying that word and i was like i was like you can't all be saying it you know you're all you're all in cahoots you know yeah that's how he knew he was in it for the long haul you know this wasn't going to be a thing that was going to pass over in a month or two you know they were telling you right there now i want you to think back a little bit and remember conspiracy theorists Mm -hmm. remember that blew up in the same way like it's always been a word like a a phrase but there there came a point where suddenly it was in the mainstream and it it was part of the zeitgeist i remember that happening um what's going to i think happen next is watch for extremists or radicalized you know Mm -hmm. and domestic terrorists I feel like the mentions graph on that is about to go through the fucking roof. And I think it ties back to my conspiracy theory about increased surveillance. And, you know, they're watching, you know, who's not wearing a mask. That's who we need to be looking at. Not the people who are sheeping and doing what we told them. We can give them a pass. But let's focus our energy on the motherfuckers that stand out. Yeah, the disobedient. Okay, face recognition. We know who you are. Let's look at their Facebook. Oh, suddenly through a back door that was engineered into the program, we can see what they're doing on their phone all the time. We know for a fact they're fucking doing this. Like, I, <laughs> it's not crazy. It's exactly what they're doing. But what for? What's, what's the end game? All right, guys, so we got to take a break real quick and give a big shout out to our sponsors, Devolt Cryptocurrency, ticker symbol DVT. Really excellent coin, uh, a lot of cool features, working on privacy with Terraform. And uh, what else they got going on over there, Brandon? They're coming out with DeFi, and um, it's a proof of work coin, but you can stake it. And you're like, well, what does that even mean? Basically, um, you stake it and you get, it's like a, a, think of it as like interest, right? Um, like how a bank would do it, except, except it's not a bank. You hold it, nobody can touch it, and you're getting interest off of it, which is great. And it's super easy. Like you would think this, this would be complicated. It's super easy. You can, um, you can stake. It took me two seconds and e- even my grandma, uh, could figure that out so um i was super impressed with 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 the innovations on this coin with how super easy it it was to uh to stake it and get interest from it and um and yeah you know with such a small small cap coin um their team is so so innovative um you know we definitely could see great things uh, coming out of this coin. So um, check it out. Not financial advice, but but uh, they're definitely worth worth looking at. So um, yeah, with that said, we'll we'll get on with it. 
That is the question, huh? Yeah, we do a lot of in-game episodes. Um, (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, I mean, it's probably, you know, they don't even have to chip us anymore. I mean, as long as they've got your eyes and your 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 body movement, I mean, um, they'll know exactly who you are. And uh, you carry a tracking device in your phone. So, um, yeah, probably complete dependency, total slavery, and um, under complete control. I mean, that's probably the full end game on that. What, what do you guys think? I think that they found a way to prove wrong think. Elaborate. Well, they know your browsing habits. They uh-huh. can they they know your web history. They know what your face is doing when you're looking at shit. You know, they know what you listen to. They can tell, you know, biometrics if you're using that on your phone. Like, there's so much information available to them just through that single portal. Mm -hmm. It's more information than they've ever had. And I think that... Well, go back to... Was it in Game 4 where you talked about the 10 signs of a genocidal society? Oh, yeah, Yeah. it was good. Right. So, we've already been so thrust into the woke culture and you're not allowed to say the gamer word and be nice to Chinese people and it's not that we're all part of the same rotting compost heap anymore it's not that there's no unique or special snowflakes now there are protected classes and hate speech and speech is violence and I don't know if anybody noticed, but um, our government took a hard left, even if it wasn't what was voted for. It is what happened. Yeah. And they have all the information they need to paint you as as bad and radical a person as they want to. And it's not a whole lot different than the Gestapo or the SS saying that, oh, this citizen is this, that or the other. You know, he's gay, he's a Jew, that one's a gypsy, only now there's actual, you know, three felonies a day. Yeah, at that point, they just got to pick and choose who they, you know, who they don't like. Yeah, anybody, hey, we don't like you, we'll find, we'll find what they got on you. Yeah, I've been, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I've been sort of, uh, sort of that when you, like you said, domestic terrorist and and whatnot that's sort of one that's like well that's gonna be real easy they've really been they've really been pushing really for the last 10 years i think to try to get more more into like domestic terrorism uh, i mean the like people from like the left crowd you know you know it's not the it's not the muslims we need to worry about it's these you know white dudes um and i think they were kind of finally kind of finally getting that you know and this mm-hmm. last year is definitely definitely push towards it and it's just one of those things when it's just a stupid label like that and this was the same issue with you know i mean this is one of the main issues with you know like the war on terrorism that's been going on for the last you know couple decades is it's 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 just so like you know you can call it whatever you want you can detain people you know detain people without 
without actual, you know, cause or without charging them. And, you know, they just want to bring that here. Like, I mean, it was a, it was a terrible thing that happened. Like, why do we want to bring that here? You know, but a lot of people, you know, they're trying to, but it's an easy way to get rid of your political enemies or people you see as undesirable, you know, and of course you don't expect it to be turned around on you. They're trying to divide the population. They don't care what side you fall on as long as you're divided. As long as you, they, they, yeah, yes, they can make as many narratives as they need to. Mm -hmm. They've got narratives for days. Pick one, follow it. That's all they want. They don't want you critical of any of, you know, any of it. They just want you to pick one and go with it. Divide the population. It makes atrocities much more palatable for the sheep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, divide and conquer for sure. That and they begging for uh, action. Government's yeah, go not government's not good at a lot of things, but they seem to be good at uh, divide and conquer techniques for sure. Yeah. That's how they survive. So yeah, yeah. Okay, so so you're a machinist, so let's say you don't have a 3d printer what other kind of fun stuff can you make like i've seen like videos of like slam fire shotguns which is basically just like two pieces of pipe oh buddy right buddy i can i can make you a functional firearm with a mouse trap a shotgun shell piece of pvc pipe a finishing nail a little bit of duct tape and a pocket knife yeah i'll make you a functional firearm out of that (laughs) that's what i mean (laughs) when i say that they can't regulate it yeah and oh where are you going to get ammo oh you're assuming i don't have a press (laughs) you know like my my advice to everyone would be you know maybe you don't want to be the crazy nut that makes guns but maybe you should have the ability to be you know maybe you should get that 3d printer and maybe you should have a thumb drive of files even if you don't use them even if you don't use them you know, maybe you should look at what uh, Deterrence Dispensed has been doing and learn how to electrically, uh, electrochemical machine your own progressive rate barrels in a five-gallon bucket with a power supply and uh, some fucking electrolyte solution. You could do it on your back porch drinking beer. You don't have to go to school to do this shit. You just have to be willing to learn. And you once you have the skill, what are they going to do? Oh, you can't have guns? Bet. Bet. And now that you said I can't, I'm gonna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, man, it's one of those things. It's just good to even if you don't even if you don't need the skill, it's good to at least you know it or be prepared to learn it. You know, like you said, you can put those files on a thumb drive and I mean it's easy to learn, you know, you, you get them out and uh, you know, and uh and read them and uh and, and yeah man it's it's just so cool like what they have been doing with this like you were saying the progressive rifling on the barrel like that's something that, to my knowledge no actual gun manufacturers you know regular gun manufacturers have done or been able to do and from it when was i was reading done, it was done in a model 60 22 long rifle uh glenfield model 60 had a progressive rate 22 barrel back in the i have one from 76 and it has that barrel and it's super fucking cool. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, no, you could. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just saying, it's just, um, 
it's just it's just incredible. I guess yeah. Um, Ivan was saying he's getting like an extra ten percent muzzle velocity out of it with yes. the progressive progressive rifling. I was like fuck, it's just God. It's just God bless those guys, man. That's just so fucking cool, dude. I've actually been reading through the FGC nine manual and. Uh, you know, I was really thinking about some stuff like, okay, you get, you know, you get a Glock kit and there's like, you know, 10 different things you can make with that Glock kit. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like, man, like, I don't even want to dick with that anymore. Like, I just, I want to learn how to do, you know, like do it FGC9, just do everything. Yeah. You know, from scratch. Because if nothing else, I want the skill. I want to be able to do it if, you know, yes. if I'm called upon for it. <laughs> Listen, if I don't die in the collapse, if it happens in my lifetime and I don't buy in it, I need to be profitable afterwards. Yeah. You know, I mean, armor. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, here, here's, here's a bit of a shift. Let's, let's assume that everything goes absolutely as bad as it can. And they do show up for guns. What, what, what options do do you guys you know what what do you see there what options do you see for that happening uh, like like do you mean like what do you think like like how do i think it would go down how would they go about some sort of mass confiscation there's um, that and, and how the citizens could react well i think it i think it depends what i think would be the most likely thing to happen is i don't think they're going to make some big declaration guns are going to be illegal they're just going to start going with things like oh you posted something of you know pro-trump or whatever you know years ago you're labeled this in danger of being a domestic terrorist because that's going to be a thing you know yep. yeah um, red, so red flag laws man you're good yeah so they just start small you know a few you know a few thousand people from each state you know, here and there, get them to, you know, they confiscate, oh, you have kids in the house and you had a, you know, whatever, um, you can't have guns as dangerous, you know, or, or something. I think that that's the most likely thing that would happen was they just find little reasons to take them from one person at a time. I don't think they're going to come door to door, knocking on doors, trying to confiscate guns, because that's like a guaranteed recipe for at least some sort of violence. I do think that a lot of people would just, I think a lot more people than we would like to admit would just give them up if that was the case yes sir here you go you know maybe grumble something about them or or whatever you know but i think well, it would be really re- simple, unfortunately remember when katrina went down and the fucking nasty girls went down and took everybody's guns and then they just kind of let it happen mm-hmm. like yeah. totally disarm new orleans what the actual fuck this has already happened and i don't have a lot of faith in my countrymen, especially after 2020, like yeah. I said, I'm ha- I'm having kind of a black pilled kind of day. <laughs> but what I would what I would like to suggest is, if you don't want to die, maybe you do want to consider preserving the investment that you made in your own security. Maybe you should look into caches. Maybe you should uh, realize that you can fit a lot of stuff into a PVC pipe and seal it real tight with a hand warmer in there. You know, a hand warmer is like a giant oxygen absorber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Throw one of them in a PVC pipe, put the caps on. You can't get it apart. You got to drill a hole to get, it just sucks all the air out of it. It's fucking amazing. That's, that's really good. Uh, good knowledge to have. 
Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Throw it in a vacuum sealer first, too, a little bit extra protection. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what? Uh, so you like to store a couple hundred rounds of ammunition and a rifle in a PVC pipe. There's nothing illegal about that. You know, you wipe yeah. it down real good with cosmoline or oil or what, you know, Vaseline. I don't give a shit. Lubricate that bitch. Put a sock over it. Shove it in a pipe with some ammunition. Throw a hand warmer in there. Seal the bitch shut and put it somewhere. Maybe, I don't know, hang it from your rafters next to other pipe. Make it look like it's part of the plumbing. Get fucking creative. I don't give a shit. But it is... If you want to have a future in this land, man, shit's about to get weird. <laughs> you should be yeah. as prepared as possible. Had 20 like, years ago, this conversation would have been absolutely batshit. But it turns out all that shit has happened in that time. Yeah, could you imagine talking about vaccine passports that long ago? <laughs> You're insane, you tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist. You know, yeah. a couple years ago. <laughs> Just a Here year we ago, are. we were being called conspiracy theorists for saying shit like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, and that was just 2020, when early 2020, when we were like, yeah. look, they're going to make it so we can't go anywhere without a vaccine. And everyone's like, nah, you're crazy. And that was just a year ago, man. So now it's Europe's crazy. starting to do that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys see that video that was going around Twitter today of this lady on, I, don't, I think it was CNN. And she was like, we need to tie vaccine with like reopening. Like we can't just let people have their freedoms back. We, we need the carrot of their freedoms to entice them to get vaccinated. Uh. I know. And the, and the news media host was like sitting there like, like that was like either a normal thing to do or, uh, you know, a good thing to do. And I'm just like, holy crap, dude. Like you, yeah. you realize what she just said, right? That's blatant as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and it, like whenever I do the rare occasions, I watch some sort of, you know, regular mainstream news. It's just like, well, I mean, who are they pitching to? I mean, you know, it's like, it's not like, oh, my, why would they just come out and say that? It's because people that are, that are watching it are like, you know, they're like, yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. You know, they just fucking <laughs> not in agreement with the whole thing. So, you know, but yeah, man, if you go, go to watching like regular news, like, this is what I tell people who just, you know, I, I can just, I've got a few people in my life who just, consume a lot of it you know and uh, like you can tell when you talk to them you know that that's just their their whole life perspective comes from that newspaper or you know that that you know that that news channel and it's oh i mean it's it, it's creepy you know it really is like something out of sci-fi you know being just like programmed by this box turns people into zombies you know but it's like man the, the shit that we used to hear when we were kids you know oh man that fucking tv is gonna rot your brain it's like ah oh, shut up you know like now i look back and i'm like oh man that thing really fucked me up for a while i'm glad i'm off of it you know you know what scares me is that it's not just 1984 it's not just animal farm it's not just a brave new world it's a combination of all of them and it's fucking terrifying <laughs> Jesus, man. Yeah, yeah. And and everybody that's stuck to the the mainstream narrative somehow doesn't see it. And, and you know, I I hate to be as cliche as to bring up the Matrix, but these motherfuckers really are plugged in and want to stay that way. Yeah, they we actually re really do. This year. 
They all take blue pills, man, like constantly, you know? And it's easier. I see it. I get the appeal. Like, nothing bad that bad has happened yet. And the same thing was true, you know, in the 1920s in Germany. The same thing was true. Nothing that bad mm-hmm. had happened yet. And, like, these things tend to operate, you know, generally, generationally, like, on a 80-year cycle. Like, I, I, I was... Um, I heard something about this where <clears throat> there's basically a group of four generations that cycle and it's around world events and whatnot. Anyways, my point to saying this is that we're due for that collapse. We're due for that unraveling. And I don't think that the, I don't think the majority realizes it. Like, I always didn't understand, you know, uh, pre-Holocaust Germany, because, like, how could you not fucking see this? You know, I, I read Anna Frank's diary. I saw, you know, what was going on in my mind. How did you not see this? Because when you're that fucking close to it, you don't realize the ratchet effect and how serious and deadly things get. And I think that we're about to turn that corner. Like, I'm not trying to fear porn anything. I'm very pragmatic about it. It's how are we? I don't see a way to, that this can continue, I guess, mm-hmm. is what I'd say. I don't see a way that this can sustain itself. It absolutely has to collapse under its own weight unless you boys see something I don't. No, I, I mean, it's going to happen. I can't say when, you know, but I mean, it has to, you know, one way or another. I mean, I'm, I guess my my uh, most um, um, optimistic view would be that, you know, through, well, I think in some areas things might get a little rough, you know, we're pretty, we're a pretty big place, you know, in, in, in this country here, we're, you know, we're, I, I feel like there'll be pockets uh, of where things might be okay, where people will find solutions or people get along and then pockets where things will be pretty bad, you know, I'm really hoping I'm really hoping that we can figure out systems, you know, to, to get by and live. Ultimately, ultimately there's only so much I can do about it. So I try not to, you know, uh, worry too much, you know, but just try to be as prepared as possible. I mean, fuck, what else can you do? You know, um, sometimes I wish I was a little further out in the country, you know, but I think I'm okay. We'll see. I think it'd be all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that, um, that, some people, especially people who live in urban areas, have to consider whether or not they still want to be in the U.S., really. Um, because, I mean, this is going to be ground zero for the dollar collapse, right? And mm-hmm. everyone uses the, the dollar as a world reserve currency. So, um, you know, I think that uh, that the dollar will take it the path to least resistance. And, um, you know, all the dollars will eventually... Um, come back here just you, you know so it's um, you know people have to consider whether or not they still want to be here in this country um, because it is extremely uh, you know we've got a militarized police state here I mean uh, we just did a crypto six episode where they rammed a tank through the side of uh, uh, Ian Keene's house 
right over, that's called over you know money laundering or whatnot so right nonviolent crime and and that is a thing that they call porting p-o-r-t-i-n-g it, it's a thing that they do because they're too pussy to knock on the door so they're going to take a uh, a vehicle that we bought them and abuse it to abuse citizens for nonviolent crimes yeah yeah they do yeah. that yeah nobody was defrauded you know um yeah definitely such absolute bullshit when did we invite them exactly when did we fucking invite them to have anything to do with cryptocurrency like who gave them fucking permission show me where it's written down that anybody fucking said that they have the right to do anything about cryptocurrency fucking period can anybody show me that probably not no they fucking can't (laughs) No, they can't. Yet we're all just like, oh, no, it's okay. You know, it was money laundering. And like, you know, the government hasn't been doing that for fucking ever with drugs. No. Fuck you, sheep. Wake the fuck up, dude. They are they're uninvited tyrants and we're expected to just go, oh, uh, you know, that's just what they do. Yeah, and you know it's it sucks too because I even saw like some like comments on that from like you know crypto people like, well, if you're breaking the law, what do you expect's gonna happen? And it's like, fuck you, dude. You know, like and even even like and even if that's a true statement, you know what I mean? Like if you're let's say you are breaking the law and you're being flagrant about it, and you get arrested. It's like, yeah, that might not have been smart, but that doesn't mean it's okay. You know, that doesn't mean that you have to like you know cheer on the state. You know, in that regard, just just polish your fucking chains, slave. Yeah. You're so proud. <laughs> so fucking proud. You know, Ugh. it was interesting. We were uh, talking to um, quite a few people when we were at Float Fest who, you know, have spent time in, you know, Mexico and, and South America and stuff. And it's it was really interesting hearing just like the, how how it can be so different. Like, let's say, like, I don't, I don't know what you call it, city to city or they've got like states there, right? State to state. Right. Right. We're right. like, um, we're like, because there are people like oh yeah you come to some towns and it's like oh the cartel runs it and there's like a checkpoint there and it's a cartel and then you come to another town and it's the militia who's protecting the town from the cartel and you come to another town and it's a militia who's protecting the town from the government you know <laughs> and then you come to another town and it's like you know a checkpoint of the government and it's just like man like it's just so crazy that so many different you know like factions like exist there you know um it's uh but 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 it's kind of interesting uh for for sure i i don't know man there's some i'm, I'm a little bit of a I don't, I don't know. I'm comfortable here. Like, I'm kind of scared to have to deal with the unknown like that, you know, like going to like, another place. I'm scared to be surrounded by Latinas. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking terrifies me. But, like, on a, on a serious note, um, do you know that Derek Maybe Rose... Maybe you shouldn't come to Florida. Oh, bro. Oh, bro. <laughs> um... Derek Bros has actually started an underground railroad to get interested parties into old Mexico. Really? If, yeah, if you didn't know that, I just wanted to make sure that, you know, that information got out there that Derek Bros of um yeah, he he's yeah, an fair. activist. He's a badass. Yeah, he started an underground railroad to help people get the fuck out of this dystopia. And I believe it's somewhere around Zewantanejo. Uh, Forgive my pronunciation, but somewhere around there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah so basically like a reverse coyote scheme to help people that want to escape yeah the wall's definitely just to keep people out huh well they don't want us knowing that in mexico there are cities that have militias that protect them from the government can you imagine if we do that you, you talk to normies about Mexico and like you tell them that people move there for freedom and they're like, get the fuck out of here. Mexico is like the whole place is just so terrible and it's overrun by the cartel and you're going to get kidnapped and this and that. And it's like, that's not right. really true. You know, I mean, in some places, maybe, I, but let's like, I mean, there, there's a million American, there's over a million Americans like expats that live there. There's over a million. Yeah. So if th- there was really kidnappings going on left and right, the media wouldn't even shy to, uh, to, to broadcast no broadcast that you know so you're right absolutely not but instead we get movies showing and depicting this and when you take your average average citizen and say you know mexico like you get spring break dysentery and tequila that's all they know (laughs) yeah (laughs) like no there's a lot more to it than that we they don't want us to know you know and we're taught that canada's just you know fucking maple trees and very very polite people there's a lot more to it than that like you know women getting fucking kidnapped off of reservations up there we don't hear about the shit they don't want us to hear about but it happens Mm -hmm. and if you spend all your time consuming the media that they feed you you don't have time to educate yourself and learn what is actually going on and that's how we're losing this dude i don't know how to unplug these motherfuckers but for anybody that's listening that's awake just do everything you can to get prepared because it's the only way you're going to survive man that's uh, that's what i've come to realize in the last year like i've always been a little a little crazy Uh, You know, I've always been a prepper, survivalist, psycho, but man, I hate being right about this. I want to be so wrong and I'm not. Yeah, it it (laughs) is satisfying when something happens, like the power goes out and you're like, oh, no problem. I'm prepared for this, you know, and you're like, okay, maybe I'm not so crazy. You know, Uh, it's, you know, it's when when it's there and, and, you know, yeah, like it actually pays off. There was a time where your your friendly neighborhood Gonzo ended up getting incarcerated for six months. And my wife realized the value of me being a prepper. <clears throat> because there was, there, stores. <laughs> there was a cabinet that was full of food and an envelope that was full of money. And, you know, I was able to, you know, be kidnapped by the state for, you know, I don't know, 1% of my life, maybe, maybe half a percent, depends on how long I fucking hold out, but they took me, they put me in a cage, but my family was fed, and they were defended, and they had money to spend, and they had people around them. You have to consider the fact that even though you do nothing wrong, you may think wrong. And you need to provide for yourself and your family while you still fucking can. And if I'm wrong, well, shit, you're well prepared. If I'm right, good. 
you have a chance to get out of this and see what comes out of the ashes. Yeah, hell yeah. You know what I think people should do? I think they should get a hold of Agorist Acres. That's what I think. <laughs> get your garden going. Mm-hmm. There's still time. Mm-hmm. What um last time we talked to you, you had some ducks and chickens and everything. You got anything you got anything new going on or what's going on at your little homestead? I am getting into breeding and selling because I've spent a year with a very expensive hobby of raising poultry to an age where they can fuck each other and make me more poultry. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and take advantage of that now. And um, Dude, I got myself. It's, it's my biggest like seller. Like it's, I'm starting to like, I'm gearing up to do more of that, especially right now with everything going on, people trying to get homesteads going, people want live birds. And if you can get them like right at the point of lay, yeah, you can make some money. Yeah. And my thought was like, dude, I'll build you a coop. I'll sell you a flock. You know, I'll come to your property and put the shit up. Mm-hmm. I I accept cash and cryptocurrency. I think it's excellent. You know, that's that's kind of my thought moving forward is, you know, I've got the skills that I have. I've worked hard for it. Now it's time for them to work hard for me because I intend to survive this and I intend to thrive through adversity. I'm not just going to fucking lay down and I'm not just going to accept this bullshit. I reject your reality and substitute my own. I didn't want to play your game to begin with. So here, here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take what skills I've got and I'm gonna use them. And that's that's what I'm going to do moving forward. I'm gonna make these birds have a lot of sex, make me a lot of eggs. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Drink some beers, watch, you know. <laughs> Dude, they I swear to God, they'll run in front of you just to be like, hey, hey dad, you see this? You see this? I'm getting me some hot cloaca. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. I was just trying to smoke a joint and I've got fucking ducks fucking in front of me. You ever seen a duck dick? Jesus Christ. Only a goose. (laughs) No, dude. uh, It's like a fucking corkscrew. And they're rapey. Two of these dudes will hold down one hen and just go at it. And I'm just like, guys, guys, should I start an OnlyFans? (laughs) (laughs) my inner and caps like how can i profit right (laughs) uh yeah ducks are supposed to be brutal man the um the geese were kind of funny when we had a when we had a a female goose and then the turkeys are kind of funny like the the male he'll like climb up it almost just looks like he's giving like a back massage you'll like stand on her back for like 10 or 20 minutes before finally oh damn that long chickens fast you know yeah right now yeah yeah i know the turkeys take their time like at first i was like am i watching what i think i'm watching (laughs) (laughs) romantic about it put on some Uh slow jams for them and shit yeah baby making music dude um (laughs) so yeah man so you just got an incubator uh and i'm super jealous of it it looks very nice oh don't be jealous buddy Uh, yeah i got i got the ink you view it it does all the things because i work a full-time job i've got three kids 
And as much as I like to tell myself I'm going to be Johnny Hot on the spot, that's bullshit. So automation, it, it isn't just evil. You can use it to your advantage. Automate your shit so you have to do less. That's, yes. that's a permaculture principle. Do it because you don't have the time you think you have in your mind. Automate that shit. Yeah, it's more time you get to spend with, you know, your family or working on a new project or, you know, whatever it is you want to do. Smoking weed. Yeah. <laughs> and a, a lot of people look at automation as a bad thing, but if we have automation, imagine if you had robots pretty much, like, do everything for you, like, make your food, make your electricity, you know, everything, right? If you have robots do everything for you, I mean... uh you know, you would have more time to, like you said, do other projects, spend with your family and um, and all this other stuff. So, I mean, I, I actually think automation is a good thing. Um, oh, yeah. Do, do you yes. want to knit socks for a living? No, we have machines that make socks for us, you know. Exactly. Um, there was there. I think there's a famous example. It was in like the late 1800s and they came out with a stocking making device. So, you know, people didn't have to make them by hand and they were like riots and people died because they were like, you're killing all these jobs. Right. But what happened is because of the automation, it lowered the price of stockings to where more people could afford them. So more people had, you know, socks and it actually created more jobs in the industry because the industry exploded. So more people actually ended up with jobs and people had better lives. So that's the thing that that's the other side that people don't realize. It's like, Oh, this person's losing their job, but it's making things cheaper typically, which improves other people's lives, you know, on the, you know, the greater good, so to speak. I kind of hate to use that term, but you know, you know what I mean? People demonize the fuck out of automation, but like I used to build robots for, you know, automating factories and shit. And they would weld like, well, one example is it would weld the inside of a copper incubator that you would like bake pe uh, petri dishes in to culture shit for like mm -hmm. vaccine testing. And I was doing this, you know, oh, I don't know, three years ago. I don't know. Maybe they were ramping up Thermo Fisher. Anyways, <clears throat> I, I built these robots that would literally weld inside this two foot chamber. And if you were a welder inside there, not only would you set yourself on fire, but because it's reflective copper, any tiny bit of you that was exposed would just get turned purple. It, like, it, it's like welding on aluminum. It just straight, it'll burn the fuck out of you just being near it. So I built robots to do this because no fucking human should have to. Like, can you imagine being the dude inside a cement truck welding those seams? Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Autom automation is not a bad thing. It's Digging just... ditches, <laughs> right? Excavator machines, bobcats. Oh my god! Do you know how many backs that saved? Right, like people could use blockchain to do evil shit, and trust me, they will. But that doesn't make the technology bad. The technology exactly. is amazing. It's the application. There's no such thing as a bad word. There are bad intentions. There are bad thoughts. But no such thing as a bad word. That's George Carlin. Same <laughs> thing with technology. Dr. Drew had a thing about it where he talks about like drugs. He's like, well, drugs, you know, a particular drug isn't necessarily good or bad. It depends on the situation, you know, like, you know, like 
opiates, you know, like, yes, they are a miracle, you know, in, you know, in the medical field. But obviously, if you're taking, you know, opiates every day for fun, that's bad, you know, but, you know, you kind of want your hospital to have a lot of opiates in it because, you know, pain sucks. Oh, what, what there was a rock star. I, I can't fucking remember. And I'm not going to say one. But anyways, there was a rock star who was a terrible alcoholic, just drank a lot. And he tried to quit, tried to quit, didn't work. That, that and, narrows it down, by the way. That, yeah. <laughs> it, right. And they were like, hey, you've got a problem. And he's like, bitch, I've got money. I don't have a problem. I, I you know, I just need to purchase yeah. booze. That's not a problem. I have money. Good point. <laughs> yeah. Just just saying. Well, yeah, I mean, if that's the lifestyle you want to live and you know you're not harming anybody and whatever, you know. Yep, I'm with it. <sighs> you can afford the nose beers, go for it. Nose beers. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard that term a friend of mine used that a couple weeks ago, and I was like, oh my god, that is amazing. Yeah, do you do you get the burn and the drip feeling when you hear it? I did. <laughs> uh, Pepper Charm remembers. Pepper Charm remembers. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, all right, man. Is there is there anything else that we want to uh, we want to talk about tonight? I mean, uh, Gonzish definitely plugs some stuff for sure. If you, uh, if yeah, you dude, what you got going on? You um, you sort of have a podcast. Well, it's, it's, you know, I, I had a, a huh, I like to call it a testicle difficultly. My, my computer <laughs> committed suicide. <laughs> so my that podcast up. came, yeah, it did. And my podcast came to a grinding halt, but it will be revived. But I still have the Discord. I'm Gonzo01201 on Twitter. Um, the Escape to Autonomy podcast. It's, uh, it's a mixture of information and shit show, you know, as with anything I do. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, and um, yeah, check out the Discord. That's that's where you'll find me. Yeah, the Discord is pretty happening. Mm-hmm. Everything from, you know, how to fix your car to porn. I've got it all. Yeah. <laughs> Come that- hang out. That, that is very true and then i'm on there and then um a guest we've had on here before michigan he hangs out on there too so i um, i actually um set up a channel for michigan to teach us how to moonshine shit yes yeah yes absolutely and that's that's the sort of value i try to bring you know i i, I might do one on to the wife today you dude <laughs> I will back you up on that. <laughs> I was like, you know, we can make alcohol for your tinctures. <laughs> Absolutely pure alcohol yeah. from our own farm. Yeah. <laughs> that that sounds right. The solvent. Oh my god. Oh, I'd like to. I'd like to say, if I can, it's not really a plug, but I listen to you guys, and I bought seeds from Agora Stakers. And they were fucking amazing. The packaging was fucking great. I got the um, the discount, which uh, what was the code? Is it Nexus Ten? Nexus Ten, yes. Nexus Ten. I did get the ten percent discount. The shit showed up. It was amazing. 
it's like half the seeds that are going in my garden this year. So thanks for hipping me to that product. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, appreciate you. Yeah, they're great. And they, they donate 10% to Gorse Nexus for content creation too. So yeah, we love those guys. Yeah. So get your seeds if you have it already. Cause like the snow finally melted yesterday where I'm at. So I might actually get to use that picture. (laughs) <laughs> what the fuck is that on the ground yeah you motherfuckers are planting gardens i'm sitting up here jealous as fuck like i've got blue balls trying to plant some shit and you guys are like oh look at me fuck you dude i had to wear a hoodie today it was, it was like the 50s this morning bro it was crazy it was cold today dude I mean, it was snowing like when i left for work i hate you no like, way dude i couldn't do it florida man ass having motherfucker <laughs> oh, fuck. uh, all right well do we uh do we have a quote or anything, Brandon? Um, I was hoping you had one. <laughs> no, I'm never there, prepared with that. You got one. There, is, there <laughs> is no such thing. There is no such thing as paranoia. Hunter S. Thompson. All right. Of course, next is up. Peace. <laughs>